0: Yes. Rumors and rumblings. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. It's time once again to round up the movie news, rumors and rumblings for another Mad About Movies. News Roundup. Welcome in. Probably the last one we'll do for 2022. Lots of stuff to talk about this time. Some trailers have been released. Lots of news in the movie world. Not a lot of rumblings this time around. But some stuff to recap 2022 on the industry side of things like we always do on these types of episodes. Welcome in. I'm Kent, joined by Richard and Brian, as always. Welcome in, fellas. What a year 2022 was. I know we're not really over it, um, you know, movie-wise, kind of critic-wise, because the Oscars are going to happen here in, in a few months, the awards... But I guess I guess uh, when it comes to Q4 2022, we're rounding out that side of things, right? hmm
1: mm-hmm. Officially. We are.
0: So at the end of the year, I thought it would be fun. You guys, kind of look back at the year <laughs> financially. See how we did, right? Okay. And um, the way we're going to do that is look back at the top 10 top grossing movies of 2022 to kick off this episode um i'll say there's a theme here i bet you guys can probably guess the theme uh before we get going but um overall in 2022 um seven billion dollars made at the uh at the box office that is uh up quite significantly from 2021 obviously
1: which was a $4 billion. What about 2020? How, how is it compared
0: to, <laughs> it was, uh, actually up significantly from that, Brian, <laughs> but if funny- we go to 2019, <laughs> the year before uh-huh. things changed, it was an $11 billion a year. Uh. So we're still, I would say two, three years away from being where we were, um, probably financially at the box office. Uh, but we're on our way back. And, um, $7 billion is a pretty solid year, I would say. I'll go ahead and spoil it, but we'll go ahead and do the top 10 here. The theme is blockbusters. Guys, oh,
2: that's
1: weird. <laughs> that's, that's the theme. Hmm. So <laughs> I was going to say Judd Hirsch was the theme across all 10, but maybe not.
0: Number 10 on our list of the top grossing movies of 2022. It's one I had in the movie draft. I don't know where we ended on that thing, or if we ended it, or we we it's just ended, it's yeah. out there somewhere. It's yeah, doing its we'll, thing. Movie draft. We'll get to it. We'll get. to Stay it. hard. Yeah. Um, Black, Black Adam, Adam. Oh. made a total of one hundred and sixty-seven million dollars.
1: Well, according to The Rock, that's actually more like seven or eight hundred million dollars. Oh, so, yeah, you got to get to. You got to let his accountants is
0: tell he you is he though. talking about how much he got paid to be in it
1: or how much it
0: made that guy. I just, it's, it's like, well, well I look at my dream. return. I made 500 million on this thing. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, we paid you a lot, dude.
1: <laughs> Full on. Actually, like he's just, he's, he's my own personal auditors found. That's just like, dude, just it's fine. You made a lot of money. Just move on. It's okay. My gosh. Such a yes. Loser. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, that'll tie
0: into a topic here after this. Uh, number nine. With $190 million. Another movie I believe I had in the movie draft. I could be wrong. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm. $190 million. Don't know. That's a disappointment. But I c- gotta imagine the first Sonic made more um, than this.
1: Um, it probably didn't because... It wasn't was it right at the start of covid? Yeah, it was right at the beginning of So maybe it had finished its theatrical cuz it was like February. So now I would I would bet I would bet Sonic 2 made more than this. I mean, there's a way to oh, yeah. figure this out.
0: But. It made 100 million more worldwide, okay. but uh, only slightly mo- more um, domestically than okay. the first
1: one. So by so, the way, these are domestic numbers that you're talking about, right? Yes. Not worldwide. Okay, just to make sure.
0: I believe uh, I believe that's correct. Yes. This okay. is the numbers.com yeah. So I believe okay. they only do domestic, uh, domestic numbers. Sweet. Um, all right. Number eight, Spider-Man, no way home. Wow.
1: Not re-release. Not yeah. Isn't that a re-release? Uh, it would have been, no, it just would have been it, it. That's all like January, February, you know, cause it came out at Christmas yeah. last year.
0: Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah, so it's December. It came out 2021, Christmas. Yeah. So that, yeah, $241 million. Um, that was quite an opening weekend, I, if I recall correctly, Yeah. in 2021 around Christmas. Speaking of Marvel, number seven was Thor Love and Thunder, $343 million. It's
1: impressive. But probably it's not nice. as impressive as that.
0: Probably, I would, have, I would have guessed at the start, half a bill probably for anything sure. Thor related, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Something something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Hey, uh, the the way, way, worldwide, know, the it's the almost at a bill. Yeah. But um, I bet half a bill in America for
2: anything Marvel. But go ahead. You talked about earlier about we're a couple years from going back to 19. I'm going to put in the call we're not. Yeah. Like I don't I think don't
1: that's ever that's coming happening. back. Streamers, man. Hey, by the yeah, way, Spider-Man way No Disney Way Home Plus I think yeah, this is right. the new- Spider-Man No Way Home made uh, give or take $600 million uh, before 2022, so. Wow. <laughs> $260 million opening weekend, my gosh. Woof. Crazy. So yes. Carry
0: on. Yeah, that was huge. I was <laughs> like, uh, it's going to make all the money that could be made, possibly in that in that opening weekend Thor, I would say overall a disappointment, but um yeah. you know, obviously a top ten grossing movie of the year, not a disappointment in the long run. Uh one that really impressed me uh from the movie side of things that I've kind of come back to in my mind towards the end of the year is Matt Reeves The Batman, mm-hmm. which is number six of the year. Three hundred and sixty nine million dollars domestically mm-hmm. And made a total of seven hundred sixty-seven worldwide. Made basically the same international as it did domestically, fifty-fifty almost.
2: So our biggest episode of the year for sure, it's definitely. Yeah, a lot of interest among weirdly, that our the biggest podcast. episode and
0: Batman: Shane. Uh, spoiler alert! We're handing the show off to you in the new year. Mm-hmm. You just take take control. The numbers speak for themselves, brother. Don't argue math with is me, math. Yeah, numbers don't lie. Ah, uh, gosh, this one pains me. Number five, top five of the year, fellas. Minions, the <laughs> rise of Gru. Gru definitely rose. What is with rise? I noticed that with Rise of the Beasts for Transform. Why are we rise? So much rising happening. There's no no other word we can use. Kids movies, adult movies, like real adult movies. Everything's rising. Billion dollars for Minions, Rise it's of very Gru. Very Larry David Dawn of the Rise has always been a bit of our show, but mm-hmm. there's too much rising, not enough dawning. Rise of grew bill, a billion dollars. Made more international, made f- half a billion plus internationally. Mm-hmm. So that appeals to all languages, obviously, because it's just gibberish. Yeah.
1: Tough L, tough L for you, Kinto, I'm sorry. It's a,
0: yeah, when you, you know. It's 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 comedy that speaks to all generations, Brian. I think that's what that is. Just classic. Number four. Just classic. I think I had this as the top grossing movie of the year. I don't know if it is um I would imagine Top Gun is going to be that. Maybe I don't know, Black Panther or something like that. Jurassic World Dominion. Mm. Three hundred seventy six million in the US this year. So, more than Minions, so big win, but I got to imagine if Jurassic World Dominion being the closing to such a big franchise, if it had been a better movie, got to imagine that would have been way more. I think people just heard it was bad and didn't go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, word of mouth definitely, I, uh, I would say, it did not
0: help. That movie. <laughs> not at all, but still made a billion dollars worldwide, made twice as much internationally as it did domestically. Uh, I we guess they care way less and about guys, quality yeah, than teaching people than how else. it works. Yeah, so they bought into Jurassic World Dominion anyway. Uh, Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness was next. It made four hundred million here in the U.S., slightly under a billion worldwide, and um, was the biggest opening weekend of the year: one hundred eighty-seven million. Wow. Opening weekend in back in May. Number two was Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Three, Jurassic World. Four was Thor, and number five was Avatar: Way of Water. Nice. Um, so the top two grossing movies of the year, fellas, already Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, domestically four hundred million, and uh, that's a short amount of time to make that much money. <laughs> I mean, we were onto something. We were like this. This could be the movie to end all movies. <laughs> like it yeah. just feels like everyone yeah. wants to see this. Everyone's going to see it. If it's good, they're going to go back. I want to see it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh it's going to probably do pretty well here uh at the end of the year on the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. 400 million already, 700 million worldwide. And I got to imagine that'll pass the billion dollar mark before they pull that thing out of the theater. So well done for Black Panther 2. Wakanda forever.
1: Another one for Disney, you know,
0: another you gotta gotta okay. say, you know, good job, Disney having let's see, one, two, three, uh, three of the top ten. I guess that's pretty good, pretty good average. Universal with two, Paramount uh, with two. Speaking of Paramount, number one, Top Gun Maverick, fellas, seven hundred million domestically, another seven hundred million internationally, one point four bill on that bad boy it's the power of movie stars it's the power of good movie with good word of mouth and that one stuck around still people are still going to see it they're rolling it back out for the holidays which they should be doing easy opportunity to make a little dough if you're not into avatar there's not a lot else out there when it comes to blockbusters so awesome awesome uh, that that did so well. And that, would you have guessed that, Brian, if I no. told you in January, gosh, no. it's not only going to be awesome, but it's going to be the number one grossing no. movie of the year because uh, everyone I, uh, wants to see this reboot of an 80s movie,
1: right? Yeah. It felt a little niche. I was very confident coming into the year that the number one and two movies of the year from a financial standpoint were going to be Black Panther and Avatar. Um, <clears> and the the question on Avatar more than anything else was like, because I remember from the movie draft, um, there was still some question even at that point, and that was like March of, <clears throat> is this going to come out this year? Because it we'd seen nothing on it, and there was still a chance it felt like that it would get bumped to, to 2023 or whatever. Um, yeah, though I I was very excited for Top Gun Maverick, had no, like, I'm very rarely like super duper surprised on how well or poorly a movie does at the box office. That that shifted a bit this year, just based on we're not totally sure what this looks like even yet, Richard. You know, like what what it, right. it's not the same as it used to be in terms of just these mo- movies print an X amount of money and these movies don't and that kind of thing. It is a little bit different this year. I don't know that I've ever been more like in the in the decade that we've been doing the show. I don't know that I've ever been more surprised by a movie doing as well as. Uh, as Top Gun Maverick did. I would have thought like I would have thought it would have been a been a success if it cracked the top ten of the year. And uh-huh. uh yeah instead it just freaking dominated. And it was like it would be it was like it was like six weeks later I would have people be like, Man, you know what I just saw Top Gun Maverick. Me and my dad went to see it or mm-hmm. hey I was with the family on, on July fourth and we went to see Top Gun Maverick. I mean everybody freaking saw that movie multiple times and it was it was something else. It was a really impressive run. <laughs>
0: Man, if I had gone into the year and you had told me that Lightyear wouldn't be in the top ten,
1: yeah, Lightyear is a huge drop, huge failure. Yeah,
0: (laughs) wow. Yeah, didn't even win its opening weekend. Jurassic World Dominion again, not a well received movie. Beat it in its second weekend. When uh, so when a Pixar movie, especially a summer release Pixar movie, doesn't win the weekend, that's a surprise in my opinion. And it barely beat Top Gun Maverick in its fourth weekend. And Doctor Strange was still out in its seventh. So um, not great for Disney on light year. Um, not a big Disney year overall. Uh, when it comes to the animation side of things, we'll see. It feels like this Pinocchio movie has a lot of momentum to be animated movie of the year. I know critics love Guillermo, so we'll see That's not uh, if that though. helps. Is it? Say what?
1: That one's not Disney, though. Yeah, that no, that's obviously...
0: not Disney that's what I'm saying. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Um, we'll Sorry. see if they
0: have any pull at the Oscars because I think this Guillermo oh, one might okay. might my, be my the fault. favorite. My fault. I understand. Usually Disney's got like seven racked up uh that they can uh okay. claim as the best animated movie of the year, but with Lightyear not being so great and you know, all the else was kind of Disney plus adjacent stuff. So uh I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um Alright, guys, couple more things. Speaking of Disney, Brian, I knew this made you super happy. Bob Iger's back.
1: Yes. The prodigal go, Son baby. returns. Let's go. I'm pumped. Uh has been a disaster. I, I don't I don't know how you um I don't know how you get that job and then do as poorly as he has done like across the board. It's just it's kind of amazing. It's uh you know you look at the box office where they have 3 of the top 10 that's still pretty good but you usually expect more two were marvel that. okay yeah um the the animated side of things is is not doing great um and that's obviously a big part of the disney legacy beyond that though the, i think the real thing that that has that was a major factor in all this is the stuff that's off screen. Actually,
0: three were Marvel. Awful. My bad. They're all Marvel.
2: Okay. And Avatar.
0: And Avatar. If that. That's yeah. True. If that
1: ends up so had, cracking it. They'll have. They'll have four. Um. The relationships with the actors and the uh, and the directors and stuff has been awful. Like that whole Scarjo lawsuit. Like that. That even got out was a major issue. Um. And then the parks have been horrendous. Um. Over the last post post covid the parks experience has been has been brutal and that that i think that's what's weird is like cuz that's where he came from chapek um yeah. and we they just came off this period where the parks were the expansion was huge and the uh, the experience was great and was like at an all-time high and then that is the part that has been maybe the worst part of of the whole disney machine um in the chapek era. it's been it's been terrible. Like so many, I mean, like that's what my wife does is like her, her side gig is, is booking Disney travel and stuff. And, uh, like it felt for, for a good stretch there. It felt like once a week she was having to be on some, uh, some big call where <laughs> Disney is telling them, Hey, uh, things just got 3% worse. Like every week there would be a, Hey, we just took away this perk. Oh, we're changing this. We're not doing this anymore. Uh, park experience just continues to get a more expensive and b worse at the same time. It's just, that's not a, <laughs> it's not a great yeah. recipe for success. It turns out. So, um, I love Bob Iger as far as, you know, super rich folks go. Uh, he's, he's pretty good. Um, like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's issues with all super rich folk I know. But, um, as far as that, that brand of, of person, I, I think that he, uh, I think it's I think everybody's happy to have him back, let's put it that way. And I'm I'm super glad that he felt
0: the need to come back and felt the desire to do it, I think genuinely, <laughs> and not just like I've got a lot of Disney stock on the line here that I need to pump up mm-hmm. and keep my you know, investments, I guess, sound. I think he, you know, you've read his book, Brian, which I mm-hmm. suggest anyone read. Yeah, it's really good. I think he just really likes making movies and being involved in that creative process. And I think he's good at doing both about, you know, pleasing the financial side, but also taking risks creatively. Mm -hmm. And I think he knows what the Disney brand is right now, uh, what it should be right now. I think he's progressive in that thinking and can still maintain the integrity of the mouse without tanking it into the water in any kind of drastic direction, right? You got to kind of steer the ship in the middle of the river and not just you know, hit into the sides of the uh, Jungle Cruise, if that makes sense, you know? You got to stay on track. And And Chapek was like making decisions that seemed so left or right and never was kind of the safe Disney decision, right? And so... I think they just need some some more steady leadership. And again, having somebody at the helm that is a a creative and has made some really important creative decisions along the way always helps.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, it's I just don't I the 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 bad PR, I think that's the thing that was the most, and you you can speak to this more than I can. Probably, Richard. I mean, I know I'm the Disney guy, but uh, but from a business side of things, you just didn't. You know that any big corporation like that, um, whether it's Disney or Apple or, uh, whatever, uh, Facebook or, or Sony or whatever, Twitter, they're, they're yeah, they're uh, uh, Jamba Juice. You know, there's there are all these awful terrible hard things that get discussed and brought up and mistakes that are made and blah 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 blah, blah all that sort of stuff um but in the Iger era they so rarely came to the forefront to where like they were being talked about by not just the trades but like by normal people you know like there were just so few times that that was a thing um and it Chapex so quickly it started to to more resemble like the the, the Eisner era more than than anything else. Mm-hmm. Of, of every day, it felt like there was some critical mistake that was being made and an embarrassing mistake that's like public that people are are hearing about. And I don't know, Richard, you, maybe you can speak to some of that stuff. But I I think that was as big of a deal as anything else. Of like, you don't let this this doesn't come out of of this place. Like we don't let that stuff be publicly known. We handle yeah. our business behind closed doors, but.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Especially in a, the, with that level of, of revenue and so many different jobs and different types of verticals and things on the line and that type of multi, multi-channel business. It's, it's easy to have those silos and those groups, I would think, to let that be so free. But I mean, some of that goes on Iger, though, too. Like, that's mm-hmm. a bad succession choice, not to jump on him. And so hopefully, I mean, he's not a young puppy, so it's only a two-year deal. Um, hopefully or maybe three-year deal, but hopefully he does a better job at picking
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, who just, you know, who's going to, he who's going to see this plan out long-term than, than he For did sure. previously. For sure.
0: Yeah. It felt like he was the way he, he handled the Florida situation. Uh, you know, don't have to go into the specifics of that, but just Google yeah. <laughs> Disney, Florida controversy. If you don't know uh, like that, the way he handled that, it was like, okay, now you have to do something to win us back. And he just kept making mistakes. He never did like anything good to win back the faith of the Disney faithful, if you will, the Disney heads. Mm-hmm. And so there was a huge uproar, I think, in the community of all people kind of that would would ride into Disney about something like this. And uh it got, you know, to a boiling point and and, and here here we are. Back, uh, kind of at square one, but I guess back where we should have been all along, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Not necessarily square one because I think it's an upgrade. But um, yeah, yeah. and and to
1: your point too, Richard. Like some of this does reflect on Iger because he's he almost stepped down a couple of times previously and then reneged on that, and then part of the issue between. I think that JPEG was a disaster no matter what, but I do think that part of it that added to it at least was. COVID hits and Iger's like, well, I will stick around for a little while. Those a sort of like a, on a uh, consultation basis to like help. And very clearly Jeff, was like, no dude, like I'm the CEO now. Like I'm in charge now. Like you gotta, you gotta get out of here. And how quickly that relationship between those two got ugly and then became public in its, in right. its ugliness. And, and some of that, you're, you're totally right. Does absolutely reflects on, on Iger yeah. himself for sure.
0: For sure. Yeah, that's uh that's definitely good news. I I don't know how you guys feel about this, good or bad. I feel kind of, I don't know, mixed about it. The fact that uh it's official now with the change in guard over at DC that uh Henry Cavill's not going to do Superman anymore. So obviously the Black Adam stuff that we had talked about and what essentially we talked about in that episode because i think the james gunn news broke that day that we recorded it was like hey yeah this movie came out but they can just scrap all this if they want (laughs) and just be like yeah that was a thing but we're not doing that anymore and um i don't think any of us would have been surprised or upset if that was the case that is the case (laughs) this time around it's like hey henry we know we did this whole thing and made you come back and it was just all, all this publicity, but yeah, no, no, thanks, but no thanks. And, um,
2: and he quit his other job to do it. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: quit his Witcher job to clear a schedule to
1: be available to do it. Um,
2: apparently he's doing like a Warhammer
0: thing now or something. I don't know.
1: But, uh, Richard texted me about this when it happened. You were on your, your vacation, mm -hmm. but the way that the, uh, the way that the news broke on that was very clearly, Richard, like his agent yeah. was like, Hey, we got to get a win here. We got to get. Yeah. Cause it get- was like
2: Henry, Henry Cavill is signed up for, for, um, it, it's just not a way they ever announce shows. It was like Henry Cavill is in, uh, in talks for a Warhammer show. He's all in. And a lot of networks are also in talks for it, including Amazon. <laughs> like they didn't have a streamer set yet. What? And it was clearly like his PR team after he lost the Witcher and Star or pardon me, Superman within like a day. They're like, just announce the Witcher thing. It doesn't matter. It, we'll, we'll get it's the, the Star- Warhammer thing. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> pardon me. The Warhammer thing, like announce the Warhammer thing. We'll get a streamer tomorrow. We'll figure that out. But yeah, it's a really weird announcement. If you read it. Are you familiar, Brian, with the Warhammer cafe?
1: No. I don't think so.
0: There's a Warhammer Cafe like on Main Street in Grapevine. There's another one it's like in a, an uh, actual. <laughs> maybe that's on. Maybe it's Colleyville, like on I a guess. main area of restaurants. It's like a. It's. I think it's called War Warhammer Cafe, and Tarrant um, yeah, County rides
2: for Warhammer. Maybe Cavill could move there. <laughs> maybe, hopefully,
0: but I, again, I'm conflicted because I like him as Superman. I think a lot of people do, I think he fits the role well, you know, maybe with James Gunn he could I think he certainly has like comic timing. I think he could do that type of stuff when they're given you know maybe the right director the kind of the the suicide squad stuff with that he's done with with John Cena, you know I could see him doing some similar I don't know comedy stuff with Superman in that way, but yeah, going a different direction. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's the news. Black Adam's not going to be a thing either, which is how it ties back into... Yeah. thing. So Black Adam might be a, th- a character, but it's like we don't have any plans to, to do a sequel or continue that storyline. I imagine, like, if The Rock wants to show up in five years, they'll uh, give him a cameo, right?
1: Something like that? Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah. Um, I mean... They're basically cleaning house. I mean, they dropped they dropped uh, the rock. They dropped Cavill. Uh, they they dropped Gal Gadot, um, Patty Jenkins. I I have to assume that maybe this is the wrong assumption. Uh, but my my feeling at this point is that the only reason they haven't announced that they dropped Momoa and God Ezra Miller and the rest is because Mm -hmm. they have those movies coming out this year and they need to wait until those come out, um, before they announce that they're no longer in their roles, maybe including Zachary Levi with, with Shazam and, and all that sort of stuff. But like all three of those movies are supposed to come out next year. And it, it looks really bad to say, yeah, it's cool, but they don't, they're not part of the future. I, I guess I expect that at this point, um, by the end of the year that, that all of them are going to be out as well. It, it seems like a, 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 a just scrap it all and, and start over kind of thing, which
2: we've been saying for years <laughs> since literally the first time, first one of these movies. Yeah.
0: We said right at Justice League, scrap it and start over. And then they did like yes. six more movies. So and I think Wonder Woman was like, okay, maybe, ah, oh. you know, it was kind yeah, of very,
1: yeah. Yeah. short-lived excitement the sequel went as well as people were expecting.
0: It no, be. that was a disappointment. I thought that from the trailer and everything, I thought that was going to be fun.
1: Yeah. I yeah. think it had the right mind attention. I 84, but it, it it definitely did not. Uh,
0: the biggest thing that hurt hard. that one was Stranger <laughs> Things dropping that year. Honestly, like in doing the 80s perfectly for that entire <laughs> scene of people, and it's like, "Oh, this again, but not as good." Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> So it didn't, it thought it had something really new and fresh. And then by the time it came out, it wasn't super new and fresh. And it was kind of like everyone was doing that thing that year Mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. So that, that didn't work, but uh, man, yeah, that's, that's crazy. So yeah, new justice league casting. So look out for that. Maybe we'll, we'll probably definitely be discussing that here on these types of episodes. Uh, We have an African-American led Superman movie still in development that they've said is still Mm -hmm. in development. I told you guys, I had a really vivid dream about Denzel playing Jonathan Kent. That was (laughs) like, and then I woke up and was like, this needs to be a thing. (laughs) So if they can get Denzel as Jonathan Kent and like be raising Clark, I think that would be a really interesting start to a franchise. Right. (laughs) Um, I don't know where you go with that, but I don't know. In my dream, it was freaking awesome or just <laughs> Denzel in like Marvel or DC would be awesome. Right. Don't you think?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be fun to see him do that stuff for sure. For sure. All
0: right. Uh, a couple other things to hit here in this edition of rumbling roundup. Uh, let's hit some trailers. How about that?
1: Yeah, let's do. Uh, it looks like great trailers for, for avatar too. Like a really good you set. Did. Okay, okay.
0: Maybe we'll, maybe we'll hit some of those here. Uh, so Greta season comes early in 2023 oh. it comes in in the summer this time around with Barbie uh, props to Mattel for being like you know what you do you yeah we're not gonna yeah. like set any kind of parameter I'm sure they definitely have parameters <laughs> because it's a brand right and this you know I guess the, the backstory of this being they've tried to do Barbie movies for years but the parameters were so tight on the brand that like nobody wanted to do it. And even getting it involved in toy story, they had to jump in through a ton of hoops to like make sure it was clean and all this type of stuff. Um, So for them to just be like, yeah, go, go do it is, is awesome. It certainly has a creative feel to it. We only have a teaser so far, uh, which is just a few shots from the movie and kind of a voiceover thing going on, but it looks to be kind of like a big bombastic, colorful musical type thing. At least from the trailer. What did you guys think, Brian?
1: I mean, I fully trust Greta with what I, I remember I mean and I'm sure I've I've said this on the show. I loved Lady Bird and when they announced when she announced that, that Little Woman was going to be the next movie, I was like, oh man, that's kind of that's kind of a disappointment. Like, really? we're well, we gonna do another Little Woman. Oh, that seems like a mm. waste of of the talent. And then I saw a little women and like halfway through the movie, I texted Richard and was like, it is this the best movie of the year? Like this is so <laughs> freaking good. So I, uh, I, I have full and complete trust in, I'm whatever she wants to do. I'm down for, um, when it again, when it was announced, Hey, she's doing a Barbie movie. You're like, really? You do a Barbie movie. And then, and then you kind of got some of the casting news and it's Margot, and it's, it's the gauze and it's uh, it's it's a lot of people that are, and they're doing like multiple kins and, and uh, man, it, it, that trailer was great. That was a really fun Helen Mirren with the voiceover. You got to love that as well. Fun little take on 2001. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in. That was, that was great. What'd you think, Arby?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, mean, it it gives so little, I mean, it just kind of gives you the 2001 homage and then some quick, uh, basically almost photos of, of the the film itself. So still a lot to understand, but yeah, I'm in, I think that's a cool, it's a cool property if in the right hands and certainly in the right hands. So yeah, I'm here for it.
0: The fact that they are not doing it animated is pretty surprising, right? Yeah. The live action one, that's kind of,
2: I don't know. It was rumored, you know, there was like an Amy Schumer version at one point and Mm -hmm. pretty much any female, you know, unique quasi comic, voice especially if they were blonde for like 10 years that was always the rumor but uh, th- they certainly I think directorially uh nailed this one.
0: Absolutely and, and the
2: cast is awesome too.
0: I prefer mm-hmm. it this way it just feels like Illuminations Barbie would be the easiest cash in for, for <laughs> anyone sure. yeah yeah. Speaking of uh full Mario trailer saw it in 3D during Avatar didn't know it was coming out in 3D I guess that's a thing this is gonna make nine trillion dollars, so it's dude if this, is this, like this, this might movie, be Pokemon territory so where I, I overly hype the popularity and <laughs> like what this could be and all that, but I just think like every kid parent, even in my avatar screening, was like, they're doing a Mario movie? Yes. And the way this has the throwback feel of like the original Super Nintendo games, graphically, all that kind of stuff, character design. I love that about it.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: they're not going super new with it, that it does have a throwback feel, at least to aesthetically what I am familiar with. Uh, I like that. So, yeah, this could be really fun, but I think financially, uh, another W for Illumination.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to, this will fund seven or eight Minions movies. So, it's, uh, I so, think so this much might more in for this than Minions mm-hmm. by like
0: a hundred times. I'm not even, <laughs> yeah. give me 50 of these before. Groove, Groove, <laughs> origin, number f- <laughs> four, minions, minions despicable me,
2: uh-huh. seven, Groove I
1: don't know. For Groove. Yeah.
2: You said it's Cooper's most anticipated ever, Brian?
1: I think it might be. He, like, we yeah. were in the theater and they, they said, you know, put your 3D goggles on. But
2: well, what if they re-release Showa?
1: <laughs> in 3D. Mm. 3D. Yeah. He's more of a Schindler's List guy. Uh, <laughs> All right. But, uh yeah he he like that came on and he was like dude yes like just he's so pumped oh. for mario man it's that's pretty it's pretty fun to see yeah. sweet it looks, good. it looks like a fun trailer yeah. so maybe we can stop just as a society we can stop freaking out about uh the voice casting in this thing
0: he's gonna be okay yeah it's not it's, it's fine guys upset about. like man charlie yeah. days luigi seems like it's gonna be awesome though i gotta admit <laughs> like that
1: that seems perfect um of Man, all the right. things that film twitter gets angry about the chris pratt as mario is that's it's up there for me i'm gonna be honest like that's it's such a this just such an innocuous choice to make and everybody lost their collective crap about it It's just so stupid to me but anyway you guys know this not—he's not an authentic Italian plumber, right? Like it's—it's it's okay. It's okay if Star Lord is the voice yes. of Mario. Like, relax. It's—it's gonna okay. be fine. It's gonna be fine. It's yes. not—it's not, it's not cultural appropriation. We can we'll trust me, we'll You're not going to okay. see Chris
0: Pratt. You're not—he's not, <laughs> it's, he's not it's in the okay. movie. He's—it's he's fine.
1: Gosh.
0: Yes, I'm with you. The 3D stuff. At it's not the even end.
2: Catholic though, dude. <laughs>
0: 3D stuff at the end. That's my issue. With that, that Mario
2: is a Catholic. <laughs> that's gonna be my Canon. It. He just door dashes chicken cannon. parmesan. He
1: has a lot of it, guilt.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Chris Pratt is non denominational, evangelical, and <laughs> Mario and Luigi are extremely they have 18 brothers and sisters each. And that's canon. What if we just got like And a, a dinosaur?
0: A super like a live action, just super gritty dark like film noir super mario brothers movie that was like and they kind of do that they yeah, yeah. already did
1: that yeah, early 90s my bad my bad that's hey but oh, yeah. just a little sneak peek that's <laughs> that's on the bob three-way. hoskins is like for drunk awesome and upset
0: at mario yeah. uh or john leguizamo in it yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. bob hoskins 100 percent italian <laughs> by the way <laughs> didn't know if you knew that <laughs>
1: He can order chicken parm anywhere he
2: wants. He wants, yeah. <laughs> Bill Simmons is playing Bowser. <laughs> but first, Pearl Jam. The, the end. Uh, oh, I the Italian. The end of the
0: trailer. <laughs> and that was like the Mario Kart sequence. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude! Rainbow Road was the best. Yeah. Mario Kart sixty four wow. level. That's gonna be sweet in three D. Wow. I'm in. It's
2: the only video game I'm good at. Just. Across so, the
0: board. that's, that's right. like a top. That'd be a top five game of all time on my.
2: Oh, it'd be number level. one for me. That or like FIFA. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the list. Yeah, yeah. until NCA Smash basketball Super basketball. Smash for
0: sixty yeah. four. Yeah. It's up there, but Golden Eye maybe.
2: When my Star uh, Fox, of course.
1: <laughs> like uh,
2: Leisure like, Shoot Larry,
1: <laughs> Earthworm Jim, probably. Um, I the- play online
2: mode Leisure Suit Larry, and it's bleak. <laughs>
1: You guys know my wife and how um, patient and generally soft spoken yeah. and yes. chill she is in in every walk of life, except when her and Cooper play Mario together and she just is like almost yelling at him. Like, just she gets so frustrated. Mario Kart. That's hilarious. No, not Mario Kart. Like whatever the Mario, the, like whatever this version of isn't Mario that cooperative? Is on the Switch. Say what? Isn't that cooperative though? Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's Mario like, get your crap DJ. together, Coop. And he, We're on yeah, a team. she's just like she gets so frustrated with him <laughs> because he'll like oh like, he he like will bubble randomly. It'll die. Be like Yeah, he'll That's he'll our just last run life and stuff. And she I mean, again, <laughs> she is the most patient person in the world. I am not I am not a super patient person. Uh she just destroys me in patience, except when they're they're playing together and she just oh, she gets so frustrated. It's it's really it's kind of uh it makes me feel better about my parenting because she just gets so angry with him. It's it's really funny to to watch and listen to her like try not to get angry with him when she's so frustrated with it. It's it's very funny. Very funny.
0: All right. A couple more trailers before we get out of here. I know you're really excited for this, Brian. Indiana Jones 4. That's freaking go. The Dial of Destiny. <laughs>
1: fourth movie james james mangold
0: (laughs) After the original trilogy wraps up it's like who can we get to reboot this thing Mm -hmm. james mangold is the man this looked like like spielberg on the trailer like it it, mangold did a a great job of i guess replicating the aesthetic of the original i mean it reminded me of the original Star Wars trailer of The Force Awakens. Like, man, this looks like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. looks like Indiana Jones. I think they're on the right track uh at least aesthetically. We'll see if the movie holds up right. uh, plot-wise, but I think they're on the they're on the right track here. So Indiana Jones or Raiders for whatever you want to call it. Brian. Oh, man. What you Great what trailer. you got? Great
1: trailer. Uh
2: What hey Brian, what about Crystal Skull? I don't know what that is. Is
1: that like a fan-made thing or I think think Crystal Skull. Okay, what? Yeah, is that the Dan Aykroyd vodka? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's weird that they waited 25 years between making Indiana Jones movies, but uh, they're going to do it. I'm I'm glad this looks good. This looks like it's worthy of the the original trilogy, which is all of the Indiana Jones movies that exist. Um, at least as far as my knowledge goes. Um, yeah, it looks great. James Mangold's great. Like, I there was some. I mean, obviously, I always want Spielberg to make Spielberg movies, but there was some, like, when when that handover happened, there was a little bit of, like, really? What are you doing? And I'm like, you guys know he made two of the best movies of the decade, right? Like, Logan and 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 uh, 4 vs. Ferrari both are just yeah. freaking great movies, and he'd made good movies before that. So I kind of feel like we're in pretty good hands here. And, yeah. But that trailer is great. When the John Williams kicks in, oh, man. Goosebumps. Yes.
0: So good. John Williams said that's going to be his last movie. Yeah. Good. His that's last good. score is going to be Indiana Jones.
2: How will I know how to feel
1: <laughs> going forward? Yeah. The fact that and it's not Steven Spielberg a uh, and just play some music directing
0: it, does that surprise you?
1: Say, I, I the mean, fact that it's
0: not Steven doing it, and the fact he, that he, I guess I John just, Williams' last movie won't, won't be Spielberg, yeah, I guess that that it'll be true. produced by him. Sure. Although Disney owns it, so I guess not produced by Amblin. But I guess he'll get he'll get story character credit for it, right?
1: Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. He and Lucas will yeah. we'll get some credits.
0: But uh, yeah, I guess it's a bit surprising that like we found somebody that we want more than Steven Spielberg to do this. Is never thought that would be maybe they asked him to do it and he just was wanted to do the other stuff. Yeah, he he,
1: was originally supposed to direct it. it, He already
0: did three that were awesome. So, I mean, I'm with you, Brian. Like, I watched the original trilogy so much, almost as much as Star Wars growing up on VHS. Like, it was kind of a constant rotation. Temple of Doom was always the one I watched so much. I don't know. I think as a kid, I just loved the, that I could watch something that gory (laughs) and get away with it. Like the Mm -hmm. pulling the heart out of the chest and eating monkey brains. That all, that that whole thing just like i love that but ever since then like ever since i guess like you know early 90s i've been like man if they they could ever make another indiana jones that'd be awesome and now Mm -hmm. 2023 i am 35 it's happening
1: finally love it
0: love it um all right last one here before we get out full trailer for oppenheimer I'm very movie. excited.
2: Yeah. I, sorry, I haven't seen it. Oh wow, kid Good. at home. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I haven't seen seen the Indiana Jones one. I'm not up on my trailers right now. I did not get it for um, okay Avatar because I walked in super late. Gotcha. That's fine.
0: So yeah, full trailer out now for Oppenheimer. Um, Looks awesome. Whew! Yeah, this one. It feels like he's going like super historically accurate side of things with this. I mean, I personally, I mean, I've read up on the, you know, Manhattan project, but like to see like it in physical form, I guess, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense, like to see them assembling an atom bomb, like I I had no idea what that looked like. Right. So I think that for me is going to be the most interesting part is like how this was all done. And, um, Cause it's like an actual physical object that they create an atomic reaction from. It's just uh pretty unbelievable. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of drama with, um, uh, you know, obviously Oppenheimer himself, great Mm -hmm. cast, but I look forward to just like the, the educational aspect of this movie. What about you, Brian?
1: Looks great. Um, obviously, I mean, we love Nolan here. Great cast. Um, I don't worry about this because I don't care. Uh, what I want is is for him to make a great movie. I know um, what you are going to say. Yeah. It, I'm not sure that this makes much money, right? And that's fine. And that no, I'm totally good yeah. with that. Um, but at the studio, it's Universal, yeah. right? Like he it's not universal. fine
2: because what yeah. that does is yeah. ruin the whole big Universal deal yes. that he has. Then yes. going forward, it cuts that it, big time.
1: It makes me a little nervous, unless. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the show at one point or another when that deal came out because I want to say that the, that those two things were announced like simultaneously, like this is my next movie Oppenheimer and yeah. also I'm moving to universal or, you know, something similar I, in terms I, of time I, yeah. or whatever. I think the WB so, thing pissed him off. Yeah. Big time. The WB thing pissed him off and, 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 you know, whatever. Um, I, but so maybe maybe part of this deal is like, hey, guys, this is my next movie. I'm going to make this. It's going to be big budget, obviously, because I only do big budget and I'm going to get a huge cast and all this sort of stuff. Um, my sec, my next movie is going to be this other thing that's going to make a ton of money. And, right. you know, maybe that's part of the deal. And and we know the Universal wanted to be in the Nolan business. And so maybe they don't maybe. care for the first time around, you know, like, hey, this only made 40 million bucks or whatever. Maybe they don't care. But I just if feel he like does that again, it's not good for the no. industry as a whole. As a whole, it kills it. And yeah. like he,
2: yeah, I get it. Kind of. If he had already made Universal, it's weird to do that one first. If he would already made them a lot of money, I would mm-hmm. get it a little more. Right. That okay, one for you now. I I do worry. One, it's just like film executives who are like us, movie nerds who would love to see this. Yeah, being like we want to be in the Christopher Nolan business because that's cool. And we and then I worry too. He is, he's awesome. He's a genius. He's very stubborn, mm-hmm. and I don't think he fully sees the way the tide is going. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, these kind of movies have to be seen on a on a screen," yeah. and then it's like, "Well, yeah, but that loses 150 million dollars every time you do it, right? If it's something like this, and I don't know, I'm nervous about that part of it because I, I, you're right, it doesn't matter in a micro with this movie, and maybe it'll do great, and I hope it does because I'm gonna love it, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but like, right. He's so stubborn, and I just worry. Unless, like you said, unless he's doing, you know, Fast and Furious Eleven to pay for <laughs> right, right, yeah, this for them. That then all of a yeah. sudden they go, oh yeah, this we're shutting this kind of thing down because yeah. Yeah. you're right. The guy that really wanted to be in the Christopher Nolan business, um,
1: he signed that deal, but he's fired. So <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we've we've seen how this goes, uh, and you're totally right because this con like the whole details of his contract were out there when, when this movie was made and it was very, I want to, I mean, I don't remember all of it. I think we did an episode talking about it, but like things like it can't be on streaming or VOD for 90 days or maybe even 120 days. And, um, a lot of stipulations about how his movies and it's great because as we have talked about, we definitely have talked about before he is his own industry. He, he, and, and maybe Jordan Poole, um i'm yeah. sorry not jordan peele jordan peele. <laughs> jordan peele but also
2: jordan Poole. like he can get his own shot you know yeah
1: just uh you know just protect your face man um right. the, sorry jordan peele like these are unique creators and and uh, uh directors and, and content creators and producers and all this sort of stuff that they can tom of, cruise kind of too yeah yeah they can say well this is what i want to do and i am this person and therefore i get to do what i want to do um that only works as long as you're making tons and tons and tons of money. um, And this one, as I mean, this movie looks awesome. Can't the trailer is great. Um, I I love this cast. We are going to, there's a very, very strong chance that the three of us are really going to dig it. Um, we also dug McGruber and it made, <laughs> it feels more along
0: <laughs> yeah. lines of yeah. Dunkirk, but with a le- less of a, a ceiling than that. Like, uh yes and in terms of a different world
1: is a very easy sell to normies (laughs) to say yeah it's a war too hey that's what i mean exactly it's a war drama it appeals way more but i think
0: it's going to be like totally like dunkirk
1: yes yes i have i mean again i liked tenant was one of is one of my least favorite christopher nolan movies and i thought tenant was a very good film so yeah um I have complete faith that this is going to be a very good well-made movie but I I do worry about what it looks like when Oppenheimer opens second behind Barbie and it makes 33 million dollars on opening weekend and they're like hey we need to put this on Peacock like right now and he's not going to let that happen what does that mean for christopher nolan movie of 2025 or whatever and Mm. and then more to the point what does that mean for all movies that aren't a big studio uh series cinematic universe kind of thing because if if nolan movies aren't doing well if peel movies aren't doing doing well it's over cruise movies aren't doing well we're kind of hosed on big budget movies that aren't attached to 47 other movies. And that makes me very nervous, especially in a world where universal just lost probably 80 million to a hundred million dollars on the Fablements. So that's, yeesh, that's a tough one, you know?
0: Yeah. Yep. I I mean, mark that one down set in stone. I, it'll definitely lose the Barbie opening weekend. I would think,
1: <laughs> right. I hope that one of those two movies moves off that date. There's no point in, to look i made the schedule for 2023 two of the week. top
0: five most anticipated movies coming out this yeah day. and look
1: yeah. the i'll tell you i'll say this the schedule for for next year just off the bat looks so much better than this year's did and yeah. obviously better than 2021 like it it from a content standpoint it does fe- and then and, and that helps us a lot obviously if the content is better um it it looks like a much stronger year than than what we've just had to deal with for, for the last couple. And that's awesome. So it's I really hope that it it feels very foolish to me to have Barbie and Oppenheimer going up against each other on the same opening weekend. Like just even just by moving a week one way or the other, um, I think is would be beneficial to the industry as a whole, honestly. Um yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway. So part of the demands, just to wrap this up, the demands for Oppenheimer from Christopher Nolan to universal equals a budget of a hundred million dollars and a marketing
1: budget of a hundred million dollars, a hundred days, pause, pause real quick right there. That is a little bit of a win because Christopher Nolan movies um, like a hundred million dollars is, is not that much. Yeah. Like I no, get that, Yeah. You're spending 200 million total. Like that's a, that's a win for the studio. Cause I think, I think Chris Nolan movies, I think he could have had the power to say it's actually 300 million or, you know, I mean total or, or, or 400 million total or, or something like that. So they've got to know he's got, he's signed up for,
2: or has something in the pipe. That's like, I would have to think so too. Yeah. Here's, right. I'm still going. I don't here. know what all they the have the to do. demands continue.
0: Sorry, yeah. A theatrical window of at least 100 days. Yeah. Okay. In the theaters, which nowadays 2022 feels like after 20 days, unless it's Top Gun Maverick and it's got real legs. Yes. It's pretty much like you've you've you know uh, juiced that piece of fruit for all it's yeah. worth you know i think and the rest is just fanboys going back and watching it again yes you're not really getting many new eyes in week seven of a new um oh wait oppenheimer's yeah. out right. like you know that kind yeah. of thing i don't i don't know unless it yeah. again good word of mouth so
1: That's 100 top 10 movies that we talked about at the beginning yeah sure but like the fablemans has been out for less i mean than outside long, of top available. gun not many of those though yeah we're
0: like yeah. just straight This is a good movie, and it's going to do well. And and Mm -hmm. again, Top Gun is a big, big budget, big blockbuster, but so is this. I mean, this is a summer movie. Yes, So again, if it's good, I think it it has a better chance. But again, we'll see it in theaters for at least 100 days. He gets 20% of the gross of the movie financially, and a three-week period before and after the film's release, in which Universal can't release another new movie. Yeah, so huge. essentially a month to itself with nothing surrounding it that Universal can pu- publicize or promote other than Oppenheimer. Mm, right. That's a big demand. The theatrical window thing and the – like they can write checks all day. Like these are huge companies. They can write $100 million check, $200 million check. That's fine. I think the thing that they really had to negotiate on is the 100-day can't go on streaming and – Three weeks before and after that. I've never seen anything like that before.
2: That And yeah. like Comcast Universal is not Disney. Like they're not right. doing great. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know. I might disagree with you, Ken. I don't think they can write 100 million checks. I think checks that's a lot Universal easier for them to justify
0: yeah. than to keep a movie that's not working in theaters for 100 days. Yeah. To say, yeah. give me 20%.
2: Okay. Well, sure. Well, 20% is fine because that's assuming. That's what I'm that's that's saying. All, like those negotiations are that. a lot
0: easier for him probably than the. And yeah, you can't I'm release saying, anything else,
2: by the way. But also <laughs> the money of the production, sure. and then, and also the, it. Yeah, it's. I'm with it's you guys though, and, guy. but I don't think Universal has that much stuff. Or that, I don't think that really matters to them. It's yeah. not like they're cranking yes. out stuff. They just spent like two hundred million like dollars
0: just on Jurassic World uh, product You know what I'm saying? I, I think. I'm with you yeah. guys in the fact that they think they're getting off cheap by producing and promoting this thing for two hundred million dollars.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the rest is all like, yeah, what else can we budge on? Yeah, I'll get to t- i to. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think the timeline thing is as big a deal because they don't have a ton of properties. They okay. probably don't have another movie next summer. If they do, it's one other one, so it's easy to dodge it. But and they could put it under any kind of subsidiary or something like that. But like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope, I hope it's, I hope it crushes. It's just risky how many more this movies to this straight movie to peacock three? because
0: of this <laughs> yeah, sorry uh, exactly. this is movie uh director number, number first movie you're going to peacock because yeah. we got oppenheimer it's the way it goes oh
2: totally it's gonna happen but if it's movie number three of this deal and he's already yeah. delivered two bangers it's like okay cool it's sunk cost like whatever we'll just write that into the the yeah. mass amount of grosses that this other one made but coming off the bat like mm-hmm. in yeah. the red and then having to make it up with movie number 2 and number 3 in an yeah. uncertain cinematic world is scary.
1: Yeah. I have to assume that they know yeah. Movie 2 is Inception, you know. It's like that right. like something of that level of of Concept. original content that is going to blow your brain and
2: See, you know, I disagree. I think they know movie number 2 is not original content that he has agreed to do.
0: I think oh, they uh, know movie number 2. Okay, I think he's good. willing to maybe gotcha. do another yes. yes. like a Batman style like Take right. on a property. That's what and I, do I his think. His take yeah. on a property, and meeting. they're
2: like, "Who cares? We can do this for yeah. five hundred million because he's going to sure. make a two billion dollar, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what they own the right yeah, to. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Much yeah. better example. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe that be that be certainly, but I mean, what this trailer? It's just directed by Christopher Nolan, and I, that's just like Spielberg and him and Tarantino. Maybe it's like the yeah. only directors you can just put that mm-hmm. in front of a movie. Maybe Jordan Peele is getting there. Um, where it's just like that sells itself. Like Christopher Nolan movie, I'm in. And uh, that that is uh, certainly uh, to their advantage. So he approached Sony, Universal, Paramount, and Apple with this. And Universal ended up being the buyers. So we'll see if it's worth the investment.
2: Oppenheimer. We'll do, like we said, he's summer. a MacGruber fan. and who, Like I said, maybe all this leads
0: to him. Yeah. It's like, man, maybe I'm just going to do a passion project McGruber movie.
2: Hmm. I mean, now we're talking. But he brings Daniel Day-Lewis Can out. Can you imagine how life? awesome
0: that would be if he just really did a McGruber movie? <laughs> like in his style? The dream. Just with all the humor of McGruber.
2: The celery's real.
0: All practical. <laughs> Shot it, choose it in IMAX. Oh no, Will, you're jumping out of this plane for real. <laughs> All right, uh, there you go. There's movie news, rumors, and rumblings roundup for you this time around. All right, we'll talk to you again in the new year. I'm sure some news will break. We're waiting for the year to end to make some announcements about some things coming up. So we'll be here to talk it all. We'll be here to uh, talk about it all for you and with you. We love you, and we'll see you soon at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads
2: and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged Ha, 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 ha But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya,
0: they're calling again